I want to share with you this morning a story, but before we do this, go to the Lord. Father, I want to thank you for each one here today. And Father, you know every heart, you know every person here, you know that David would be here today, you know those that are listening online, you know those that will listen later. And I just pray that you carry your word and carry it to hearts. Father, we know that your word does not go out and come back void. Your word is always active and powerful. But I just pray that through this, that hearts will just be touched by you in the ways that you want them to be touched. It may be that, that something that's said in a message or maybe simply you, your Holy Spirit, speaking to their heart that isn't even connected to the message, but that each person would receive what you have for them to receive here today. And I pray they'll be blessed and that you'll be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to share a story today about a missionary who escaped from China after the communist takeover in 1949. The missionary, his wife and child were serving in China when the bamboo curtain fell across the land. The bamboo curtain was a way of describing the separation between China and the rest of the world. Arthur was an Australian and born in China and eventually returned to Australia as a youth. Later, he returned to China to serve as a missionary following in his parents' footsteps. When the bamboo curtain fell across China, his little family was put on house arrest. They were low on food and money, and every so often the police would take him down to headquarters. His wife never knew if he would return. They would regularly hear the executions taking place in the athletic field next door. Wow. The Lord gave them a verse to cling to. Psalm 91.4 He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Now that's poetic, but it also has a great point that we are to run to our Lord and hide under his shelter. <laughs> There's a great blessing in knowing that we can run to our Lord God and hide under his shelter. They reasoned that they were beneath the feather curtain of God and worried less about the bamboo curtain they were trapped in. Can you imagine the faith? Hearing executions right ne next to them, knowing that they could be next? What, what a terrible thing. And they said, well, we're going to resolve in our heart and our spirit to, to live under the protection of the feather curtain, running into the, the wings of your Lord. It's a picture. And they were not going to allow the bamboo curtain of China suppress them and their spirit. That's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. The Matthews family was forced to remain in China for two and a half years. Their provisions from their mission were frozen by the government. Their daughter, Lila, contracted scarlet fever and nearly died. Eventually, the family were forbidden from speaking to anyone and only allowed to leave home to get food. Eventually, Matthews was in prison and brought to trial. As punishment on his conviction, Matthews and his colleague, Rupert Clark, were expelled from China. Their wives had been allowed to leave with other missionaries before. So thankfully, thankfully, none of us have experienced living life like that that I'm aware of. Anybody in here been like that? That's a horrible way to live. 
And they lived that way out of commitment to Jesus. And they trusted God during that dark hour and said, you know, there's a sense of, in that verse about, about to read it again, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. There's just, it's like a kid running into the arms of their father and nestling their face in their gut and holding on and finding the warmth and the comfort of their father in the midst of whatever's going on around them, no matter how traumatic it, it is, they held on to Jesus, the feather curtain. You can picture a hen gathering her chicks together. You can picture a bird on a nest protecting her chicks, right? And God, God, God has that picture of his caring love for each one of us. Just draw you in and hold you tight and give you comfort. In 1964, I think it was 64, Hurricane and not Andrew, uh, I forgot her name, <laughs> went through Miami, Florida, where I was living, and it split this huge Benjamin ficus tree straight in half. And I mean, the trunk was at least eight feet in diameter and just split it in half. And we thought it was so cool when us kids went down and started climbing up in it. And my brother and his friends were climbing and they were up at the, climbing on the branch above and I'm trying to follow behind. I'm seven years younger, so I'm trying to follow these guys behind them. And as I'm, I'm bent over this branch and trying to get my leg up to go up to the next branch, and they're up here, the neighbor comes out and says, get out of the tree. Okay? And as they said, get out of the tree, the branch broke, and the, that was above me that they were hanging on. And so those three guys fell directly on top of me, and I'm on that branch that knocked the wind out of me. And they carried me home. One guy had my hands, the other guy had my feet, and I'm just just out of breath and being a real, you know, I'm a, I don't know how I was little, and carried me home to my mom, and I remember my mom holding me in the security of her love. I mean, there's not there, there's that tenderness that God has for you and I. It's real. It's there. It's the same. God's love for us is just as tender, just as caring. And we can praise God for that blessing. Our God's faithfulness to us ensures us that he shelters us under his feather curtain of love. And through times of joy and tribulation, God's faithfulness remains consistent and steadfast. Praise God. You can always know he's a steady marker in our life, in our heart. And life can be hard and challenging and seem unfair. When things do not go according to our plans, we become frantic, but God remains faithful. Have you ever been there where, where things happen in your life and you're, you're not just frantic, you're flat out angry because that's not fair, that's not right, and you're just up at arms, so to speak. But God knows, and he's right there, and he's faithful to us, and he knows our circumstance and what we're going through. So don't lose hope. First, run like a baby chick to mama hen. <laughs> in prayer, and seek his mercy, help, and protecting shelter. Hey, guys, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of guys, you know, I'm tough. I can manage this. I can handle this. I can work this out. I'll resolve this. And I'm definitely not going to think of myself as a little kid running to his daddy. But that's exactly what God wants us to do. Not because we're cowards or inept, but because we love our Father, our Heavenly Father, and we know that he's there for us, the constant in our lives, 
that never changes. And of course, God wants all of us to do that. In Psalm 57, 1, it says, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I'm pretty sure that's David that wrote that. Was David a warrior? Was he a tough man? Was he a man of God? Did he have hardships? You bet. All the time. And what was his heart? Be merciful to me, O God. He's, he's running to him. He's running to his God. For my soul trusts in you. I, I can't handle what's going on, but I can trust you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge. I'm going to find comfort in you, Father, right? Until these calamities have passed by. I'm not going to stand alone, ignoring you. I'm going to stand in you and with you and you with me to guide me through. That's where real strength comes from. One, one, from a man's perspective, we're willing to humble our pride down to trust our Father in his strength and not do it on our own. Number two, it's that humility that says that we trust you, God, and we can trust you to carry us through anything. What, is that, what does that do to your testimony? Your testimony becomes bolder and stronger and more amazing because you're relying on your Heavenly Father. Then use God's track record of faithfulness as your strength. What's the track record that I'm talking about? Look over your life, look over your history, look over your circumstances, look over the bad times, the rough times, the difficult times, and take note of God standing there for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you can look back and say, I know my God was with me. Now, sometimes we might see not see it in the midst of it. Other times we might absolutely see God in the midst of it. We might look back over time and go, boy, I could see God's hand even though I didn't see it. But when we come to a place when we can acknowledge in our own heart before God, you were right there. I see you, Father, right there. I see you, Father, right there. I see you standing on my behalf here, 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 and here. And you've given grace and you've, you gave strength and you, and you enacted in my life in a way to protect me and to help me through that. And so if we, are, if we will take those track records of God in our life, know those markers. Scan them. Know them. Why? Because when we know in our history, in our life, in our relationship with God, what God has been and has done in and through our life, then when we're facing the times that are so difficult or overwhelming or whatever your circumstance is, you can go back, you helped me here. I know you can do it here. What happened? God took the past and built our faith in him so we can stand strong. So he praised God for the things in the past that he showed himself powerful and present and loving and providing and discerning and guiding us, benign or unbeknown to us. And we can look at that and go, I have more confidence because I can see where you've been in my life and I know you're here now 
and I know you can help me through this. And we need to praise God for that. So then use God's track record of faithfulness as your strength. You know, Henry Blackaby just passed away, and uh, his wife passed not too long before him, who wrote Experiencing God. And uh, the, the fact that he had wrote, and that I don't know how many of you took that course, Experiencing God, but he marked out, if you will, the importance of noting these pillars in your life. Those are the markers of God in your life, where you've seen God active, as I've just explained. And, they're, and they're, they're very helpful for us because if we didn't have them, we were facing something that's overwhelming. We know God is here, but we didn't have the experience of seeing and knowing that God was in my life working in the past, then we might not be as faithful to embrace God in the present. Right? And so we can praise God for those things. Another one of those things where rejoice in tribulation. You're starting to understand why. It builds our faith. It brings some glory when we're faithful to him through it. God has specific attributes that he will continually show you that represent his faithfulness. God is a consistent provider, encourager, comforter, source of strength, and supporter. He does not change. He is our God. Holy, true, just, righteous, loving, beyond measure. God is faithful in providing for you. Philippians 4.19, most of us know that. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How much resource does God have? <laughs> Endless. Right. It does not run out. So we can't say to God, oh, no, it's too big. You can't handle this. Because God has all that's needed to handle anything. Right? And we can trust him, and he can provide in every way. When you may feel that life is unfair, be reminded that God is a provider. Your needs are being met. And you may not have everything that you want, but your needs will be met. You have everything you need. There's a difference, isn't there? I bet these missionaries in China and other testimonies of people that have gone through great suffering for Christ, God gave them the exact amount of grace that they needed to handle the circumstance they were in because they relied on him. And he gave the grace that was needed. Trusting God to provide your needs when you don't see a way develops a stronger dependence on God and spiritual maturity. How do you react when you have a need that you don't know how to resolve? Do you freak out? Do you unravel? Do you fall apart? Because that's an option. Those are options. But that's not what God wants us to do. Not at all. What we should be doing is saying, God, if it wasn't for you, I would unravel here. <laughs> but I know you. And I know you're my father. And I know that you love me. And I know that you know exactly what I'm going through. And I know that you know the, the exact and perfect need that you have for me. And in that, I'm going to trust you with what I do not know the way out on. 
So when I, like Zerubbabel, he said, you know, he talked uh, talk about the mountain that was in the way. And, he, and, he, and he, in paraphrasing him, he said that God made it a plane. We can hit the mountain. We can hit the wall. We cannot have the resources or the knowledge or the understanding or the perception of how to get through it, over it, or around it because it's there and we're stuck. And we can unravel there or... We can surrender and say, God, you're my father. You love me. You know what's going on. I'm dependent on you to level the mountain, to make the way smooth. And you know what? God does do that. God does do that. God is faithful to uplift, encourage, and strengthen you. He wants us to grow in him. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, that doesn't mean that we force God's hand and says, hey, God, I'm going to show people what you can do, so I want you to do this. <laughs> doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really what's being said here is that as I see what's going on, I rely on your strength, and your strength strengthens me. And because of that, I can do all things through you. You've empowered me to be faithful. You've empowered me to... And have given me grace to rely on. You've, you've taught me about you and who you are. And my relationship with you. And you've allowed me to begin to see things from a spiritual perspective. That I can see spiritually and trust that even though I don't know the way out. You do. And you're going to take care of it. Because first of all. God has allowed us to get into that situation. So he can show who he is. I don't like being in that situation. But you know what? If we shift our focus and go, God, I'm in this locked in, trapped feeling right here and I don't know how to get out, but I'm going to keep faithful to you. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to trust you because I can. Because I know who you are and I know you love me. And you're going to get me through this and my faith is going to be stronger because of it. And you're going to be glorified. Right? That's the process. That's what we're supposed to do. When you're burdened with the cares of life, God will uplift, encourage, strengthen you through his spirit. Don't you love that? When you sense the spirit of God reaching into your heart and just speaking to you. I love that when God meets with us. He'll speak to us through his spirit. He'll speak to us through people. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through circumstances. He speaks to us through our church. But we have to be attentive and listen and watch and, and hear what God is saying. When you feel like giving up or need an extra boost, let the wings of the eagle uplift and carry you. Is that a poetic statement that we're just kind of, oh, isn't that kind of nice sounding? Or is it a reflection of God's heart? See, it's what God wants for us. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm not going to unravel here, Lord. I'm going to stay put. I can't go right, left, right, forward, backwards. I can't do anything. But I'm going to stay right here, and I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And I keep my ears attentive to you, and I'm going to pay attention to you, and I'm going to follow you. But if you don't lead me anywhere and you're just saying, stay put, this is where I need to be. And I know everything else you're taken care of. And so, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
Because you know what? Those circumstances are depleting in strength, are they not? But when we're with the Lord, we trust the Lord, we rely on the Lord, have the comfort of the Lord, and the Spirit of God speaking to our heart in various ways, then our strength is renewed. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. How long is the span of an eagle's wing? Isn't it? Is it three feet each side? I think it's three, three feet each wing. They're fag, they're fat. I'm trying to put three words in one. They're fabulous, fascinating birds. They get so many things about them that are so cool. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. That's strength. Eagles learn how to fly based upon the, the uplifts of wind on the surface of the earth. And these uplifts, they zoom, they zoom, zoom in on. They shall run and not be weary. Why? Because we, 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 we have waited on the Lord and we're relying on the Lord and he's our strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So when you feel like you're locked in a position, say thank you, Lord, for being right here with me. <laughs> and you're going to work this out. And thank you, Lord, that I can't figure it out. But you will take care of it. God already has the resolve. He's not calculating while you're standing still. <laughs> right? He doesn't, stand, he doesn't look at you and okay, you're locked in place, you can't move, you don't know what to do, and you're putting your faith in me. Now hang on, give me at least uh, two weeks to figure out what we're going to do here, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> God has the resolve, and you take care of it. Number three, God is faithful in comforting you. Matthew 5, 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I, I was thinking about markers in my life, and I was thinking about there's one time in my life that my spirit was utterly broken. And that's when my mom died. And when my mom died, I was like a lump of jello that just continued to melt and just didn't do anything mentally, spiritually, physically, nothing. And I remember my wife, I remember Kathy saying to me, Honey, I know it hurts, but you got to snap out of this. And I learned to realize that my mom, who invested in me with her life in so many ways, wouldn't want me to forfeit my life because she was gone. She would want me to live my life to the fullest for her. Not for her, but she wants me to live a full life. Right? And praise God later, she be, she, I mean, I know she was a Christian. So, in that moment, I, don't, I, I, was, so, I was so looking at the, the broken heart, the broken spirit, at the loss, that I wasn't even getting the comfort. But as I turned to God and, and relied on him, God showed me things that I needed to know to give me the grace, the strength, the ability to stand up again and to move forward. And God was right there to carry me. So we've all mourned something, the death, of course, of a loved one, a loss of a job, a friendship, a relationship or identity. 
In times of loss or mourning, it's natural to become distant, discouraged, and, and disenchanted with God. You're just discouraged. And while your human emotions can consume you in seasons of loss, guess what? I've already said it. God's faithfulness will carry you through. <laughs> God doesn't change. He's the constant. He's the one that we can rely on and be faithful in. He carries us through. And God will comfort your spirit. And you can overcome with Christ as your focus. Right? Turn your eyes to Jesus as the old hymn goes. God's comfort can restore and revive your broken spirit. So when times are difficult, run under, run under your feather curtain. <laughs> it's a different viewpoint, isn't it? Run under, just run, under, just, just run as fast as you can underneath the wing right there and be sheltered in. As I was carried to my mother, I went right in underneath, to, underneath her arm and held closely with her, by her. That type of compassion God has for us. And depend on God's faithfulness to shelter you in his love. Because he, he will. Because he loves you and me more than we can ever calculate. So praise God for that. Amen? Amen. Praise God that he is the one we can run to and the one that is always constant in who he is. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I want to thank you for each one here today, but I want to thank you more for being our Father, for loving us, for loving us, uh, which obviously we don't deserve, but you love us with a love that we can't comprehend and that we can't measure. But you love us. And... Um, your word tells us that you even sing over us. That you sing songs over us. That you think of us more than the sands of the sea, which is incomprehensible. That we are, we are in your focus constantly. That every detail of our life, that every circumstance of our heart, that every thought, every action, good or bad, whatever is in full view to you and you love us and we praise you for that we praise you that you are our heavenly father that will never leave us nor forsake us that you are the one that we can rely on that's constant and true and never changes and so thank you lord for who you are thank you for being the rock that we can stand on Thank you for being the strength and the encouragement and the hope and the promise that you are to us. And thank you for uniting us together as brothers and sisters in you, in Christ, your son. That we are all in you and you are in us. And one day we're all going to be together in heaven as believers in Christ. How glorious that's going to be. And I praise you, Father, for it. Now help us to rejoice in you and to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen.